0: What's up? We're back, and we're here for the long haul. Today is Ron Krasinski and Kratz with FT Live. Guest list is cool. Ken Rosenthal in about 15 minutes, and later we will talk to Josiah Gray, the all-star starter for the Washington Nationals this past season. Lucas Giolito swinging by to have a little chat about um, his breaking news signing situation, which we'll get to. Half kidding, but You'll enjoy it. and All here at the Mandalay Bay. We are at the Mandalay Bay. Thank you, Kratz, getting the job done. He is the ambassador that we all need. Um, And we will be here tonight as well. What's tonight? We are streaming the Playmakers Party at Mandalay Bay. Still undecided if AJ will be there. No, I'm kidding. He's coming. But he has not RSVP'd. You don't RSVP, do you? Like if someone sends okay. you an invitation.
1: Yes, I do. Because I think it's rude if you don't. Really? Oh, but I also it. think, here's <laughs>
0: my thing. Like I also
1: think. But it's, you don't check emails. I, I have a hard time with emails. But. No, <laughs> the whole email. No, but here's my thing. If you put a bad subject at the top of an email, <laughs> oh then God. you know what? I'm not going to read the whole email because I don't care that much. Right? So if the, if the email would have said itinerary for foul territory in Las Vegas, I would have read the whole email. But the email it said
0: "Foul territory in Las Vegas." That is the yeah. Title but of then the email. I read
1: the first the, the first line because you get the little preview, right? Of the remix, <laughs> it said, "Here is everyone's flight information and hotel information for everyone to have." And I'm like, "Yep, I don't care about that. Where everyone's staying? I don't need anyone's phone number. I'm hiding from these because you're so busy, you couldn't read the rest of the email. 100, couldn't give one of these. I I, my thumb, I couldn't up. take my thumb and
2: go. So I blame Mark. I don't at all. There is zero. I love, I love that you're trolling him. But there is zero. You need to read. You're just, you're just saying. You're
1: just enticing people to. Send I also you was like out of. Ca- I was also out of yeah. town the entire week. What does that have to do with country. anything? So the email wasn't working. Oh, that's yes, it.
0: <laughs> that is ridiculous. Says the guy who did a show from a cruise ship last week. True all right so now we know the email wasn't working (laughs) the email i think think, you
1: know what happened it got lost in the email that was what happened (laughs) (laughs) the email title has
0: to be sexy or it just has to tell me
1: something i need because if it doesn't say something i need your itinerary trip to
2: now every email i send him
0: which i i'm a texter but if i ever send an email to aj i'm going to be like you need to see this. Caution! Yes. Yeah. Exclamation point. Code red. <laughs> yeah. We are going to be uh, at a party with a ton of um, current big leaguers. So if you want to kick it with us on YouTube later. Um, I'm, I'm going to read this just, just because. This, no. no.
1: It's quick. It's quick. No, it says foul so territory in Vegas. Today. And then it says, Attaches the travel document with everyone's flight and hotel information. And All then the AJ rooms are booked under my name. And I'm like, Don't care enough for that. I'm bored. Yep, I'm like, yep, too much. Mark, send me my flight information. Yeah, just, has- just mine. I don't need anything else. <laughs> well, why do I care when you guys get in, as
0: long as you're here? It's ridiculous. Team player. Let's charge <laughs> the mound. Powered by Teza, baby. Teza took the trip with us. Always. There it is. It's always so, in my
2: bag. It is. I'm always in my bag.
0: I think it's parked in... AJ's right mouth right now. Yeah. peppermint. And for more info, uh, if you're a dipper out there, because I know a lot of the baseball fans um, out there might either be around someone that dips or maybe they've been dipping themselves. Um, no tobacco, no nicotine. This is the way to get it done. 20% off. Uh, use the code foul. And obviously you can check out their website for more information at teazitenergy.com. John Heyman uh, putting out a little more info on the Battle Royale that is taking place in New York City, between the Yankees and the Mets. I'm friends with John, so I can make fun of him, because on the tweet, it does not say Royale. Do you notice that? Battle Rotel. 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 (laughs) For a second, I was like, is he getting fancy on me? (laughs) Did you look up Rotel? Rotel? No, I, I knew. John would be the first to say he is not always super clean with his tweets. There's a typo here and there. But anyway, the Mets and Yankees are both going hard for Yamamoto. I just want to make sure we give enough attention to the second most coveted free agent on the market. Not necessarily saying that there are as many teams going after Yamamoto as some of the other free agents, but that's only because there are many teams that are looking at the price tag and the amount of interest he has from big market teams that are going to spend and they're like, yeah, I'm not balling with them. I mean, he's getting 200 plus million dollars easy. It in my mind, like I keep ticking up the number that I think he'll get. I think he might get like 235 million dollars. He he can be a number one from day one, and he's 25 years old. And the one other layer here, Kratz. I know we've talked about this, and this is my conspiracy theory. <laughs> but the we're New York Mets this past season had a super disappointing year. They spent a lot of money. They had horses at the top of their rotation, like Scherzer and Verlander. And pretty quickly, we realized, as a baseball world, that this team was not going to be playoff bound. The Mets realized that too and said, hey, we need to improve our farm system. They made trades that really helped them out in that department. They got quality prospects for Verlander and Max Scherzer. They had to convince them that They should accept a trade because they both had no trade clauses. I do think part of the conversation was like, hey, we might take a step back next year. In my mind, I think you have to tell someone what they need to hear for them to feel comfortable closure to take a trade like that and not say, you know what, actually, I want to be with you in 2024. If I'm one of those players and I now see, it's fine for JV and Max. It's fine. It worked out. But if I'm one of them and I now see they're going after Yamamoto and if he is as good as advertised, and he's a one, and maybe even a Cy Young contender, year one, with him and Senga at the top of a rotation, and the Mets do bounce back, they could be a wild card team. I don't think they're winning a division, but they could be a wild card team. So, I don't think that's taking a step back from 2023 when they were pretty terrible and they won 70 something games. That would be a pretty big step forward in my mind.
2: Are you saying that they're that they lied? To Verlander or and I, Scherzer, I think they kind of they... said what they
0: they needed them to hear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because well, to well, to well, you what is that taking a step back? Spending 230 million dollars on the top pitcher available put Otani in a different category, and he's not pitching next year.
2: Yeah, but it's a it's you're not getting a pitcher for one year. It's just it's seven years. You're not getting yes. Yamamoto for less than seven, and I would be I would be surprised if he. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets eight. So why why is that there's plenty of teams that the Nats signed Jason Worth. They weren't like we're winning this year cuz we got Jason Worth. We're moving in a direction. I don't think they're deviating from what Now, if they go out and sign Yamamoto and they get Otani <laughs>
0: that's not a step back. It's no, not a step back. A step but it's
2: also not they're not to me if they told Verlander and Scherzer, we are not winning next year. We are looking to build for the future. That is what they need to hear to get out of there, 100%. But I don't think signing a guy that's 25 years old long-term is like, boom. We got it now. We're winning this year. To me, I think that's – yeah, they're they're great, but they know they have to build an absolute juggernaut to compete with the Marlins who made the playoffs and have awesome – starting rotation. The Mets are the team that needs to put their name back in there.
0: You and don't think the Mets, like the would you Braves be shocked if Phillies the Mets won more games than the Marlins? Braves and Phillies are probably going to be in a different category. Would I be shocked? Especially if they get someone like Yamamoto.
2: Yeah, because they still don't have a
1: lineup.
0: They have a lineup. The Mets? They have Pete Alonso, Francisco Nimmo,
1: Lindor, Francisco Nemo. Lind- or... McNeil, Alvarez, the catcher. Yeah. They got their lineups. It's not bad. It's not bad. I don't. I don't. Whose lineup would you rather have? The Marlins or the Mets? Mets. Easy. Easy. It's not even close. So then. So then Yamamoto <laughs> puts that, that, that. It's not even
2: close. I, I get that. And the Marlins but don't pushed- have
0: Soler coming up for next year right mm-hmm. now. And I don't think they're resigning him. No. Where would they find the money? The Marlins anyway, are about to be the Rays. But is Yamamoto
2: payroll. pushed them one pitcher, 32 starts, push them to a playoff
0: team. Maybe. Edwin Diaz comes back. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. This is my whole point. My whole point with this was just that when that happened months back, remember, I was saying it. I was just like, I don't know if they're going to take a step back. I was like, I could make a case they're probably going to be better next year. I'm just saying, I I think, I'm not saying like, ooh, I duped you. We're actually good. Because, again, Max won a World Series. We had him on recently. Like, he's not trading the situation back, right? It's not like he's going, oh, screw the Mets. I want to be back on the Mets again. So, Verlander? No. I think Verlander wants be in New York. I do. think i believed those reports and i think they were like hey dude like you're at the point in your career where you don't want to be a part of a team that we know this year stinks and then in 2024 we might not do that much i mean the guy that was telling them that it was a little bit of steve cohen but also billy epler he's not even with the team anymore anyway so i don't know just throwing it out there so i'm not knocking anything i like this for them i like this for any team that has money totally he's 25 yamamoto is is a dream free agent for most people totally but but if they don't get him,
2: are they trading Alonzo? You know, like the no. reports had come out and said possibly they're trading Alonzo. But if they don't get him now, they have extra money to pay Alonzo. To they, have extra,
0: they have They I, have. I, money. limitless money. They have limitless my, my, money. But.
1: My, my whole thing with this is if you're Yamamoto, whoever leaked this is <laughs> fucking genius. Why? Because, because you want every other team to say, yes. oh, no, the Yankees and the Mets are involved price just goes because every other team is now like oh no the Yankees are involved the Mets are involved hell I want the Cubs involved I want the Dodgers involved I want every big market team involved if you're a free agent if you're the agent make it up I'm not least, saying this is what happened here but slip a little note to Mike Vaccaro and be like hey uh, we got a call from the Yankees today about Scooter Braun. wait wait to wait be a pitcher, that happens yeah maybe Just to maybe up the value just a little bit, you know, because the Red Sox now are like, oh shit, the Yankees are in, right? The Braves like, oh shit, the Mets. The Phillies like, oh, we got Nola, but the Mets are trying to get Yamamoto and maybe Shohei. Like that, that as much as teams say it doesn't matter, those big market teams now it's 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 gone down a little bit. But there used to be like panic signings from especially like Yankees, Red Sox when they were it was the all out spending war. Red Sox would sign somebody. The Yankees like, well, shit, we gotta sign somebody, and they just throw money at some dude. So it, it it definitely happens. It's just it's it's on a lesser scale now. But listen, this is only good for Yamamoto. You want all the big market teams involved. all. If I'm his agent, I don't know who his agent is. I'm telling everybody: well, oh, Yankees, oh, Mets, huh, Dodgers, huh. yeah, oh Cubs, huh,
0: yeah, Giants,
1: Giant. Oh, Giants made a huge offer. Oh yeah, like.
0: Oh, if the Giants don't get Shohei Otani, I mean, I would think that they're going super hard for Yamamoto and obviously some type of bat. Bellinger. Bellinger. Snell. The Giants. He, see, now to me, Snell
1: would be a good fit in the Giants because we talked about it yesterday, like how they manage their workload. He's like a five or six inning guy every time. Giants love those guys. I need to see him not be a five to six inning guy. Well, I agree,
2: but I he has teams. never been. But the team, he got two Cy Youngs
1: in his back pocket, and he doesn't take himself out of games anyway. I mean he throws 120 pitches in six innings too. Let me go. Let me play. The
2: numbers go better the more he pitches. Anyway,
1: so just throwing that out By there. By the way, the best thing, is Derek, Derek, our behind the scenes guys, big Yankees fan. Yeah, he's like, oh, they're gonna they're Yamamoto Shohei, oh Jordan Montgomery. I'm like. Now they're gonna. For me, Jordan Montgomery. If I'm him, unless they overpay me a lot to go, like, they 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 ship me out with such bad, like juju. Oh, he's not going to be on the playoff roster. So we're shipping him out, and then he just goes out and dominates in the postseason. Like it would take a lot of money if I'm Jordan Montgomery to go back to, go back to, the, to Yanks. the Yanks. Yes, like they'd have to so overpay me. Yeah, like, yeah. you
2: you would hold that animosity.
1: I, I would try to freaking milk every dollar I could out of them. Well, I think he's going to do that anywhere. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, if it came down, down it was, to like, if there was two teams, say, say the Rangers make him, I don't know, I'm just these are just random numbers. Five years, a hundred, right? And the Yankees offer yeah, five way more years on Yeah, a, I know these are just easy numbers. Five years, a hundred. Yankees go five years, a hundred. I mean, the Rangers are probably a bad example, but the, the, the Giants go five years, a hundred. Yankees go five years, a hundred. And he's like, eh, Yankees.
0: Uh, I, I don't know. Some people hold that stuff inside yeah inside. i don't see him going to new york i don't see him going back that's just my take but i think great. there's plenty of other teams interested again in, but his agent
2: you, you always want to drop that in there you always want to drop oh that. hell yeah. Oh, yeah those teams new york are... teams are involved yes yeah, so you that's always want what the new we're york talking about it's just like the league throw drops in numbers on shows going oh yeah i just don't see how you owe, pay more than 325 million for show A. like i just don't see it. it's like what no you, pay, you put all that information out there, see what comes back.
0: All right, so let's get into a lot of this with Ken Rosenthal coming up in a sec. But first off, use the discount code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for 20% off your first order at teazanergy.com. So I think Ken's ready to go. Let's bring in our friend Ken Rosenthal right now, FT Senior Insider, to get into it. And he should be in Vegas with us. Uh, he's got a big trip coming up. Actually, I do want to start there for a quick sec to take us inside the mind of Ken Rosenthal. Do you freak out when you're on a plane going to the winter meetings because there could be a Wi-Fi issue and that could be the time you get a text that like Yamamoto signs?
3: Yeah, it's normally, that's just the way it is this time of year. There have been times, I think last year, in fact, San Diego, I did not have Wi-Fi going out there. Now, it turned out nothing happened, but it was one of those I guess United Airlines flights were ah, guys. We're not gonna have Wi-Fi today, so sorry. And yeah, it was peaceful, but it was making me a little nuts too. Katie Wu. Yesterday we had Katie Wu
1: on. Remember she was out in Napa, Napa, and they signed uh, Sunny Gray, and they give her, you know, and they signed Lance Lynn, and they signed Kyle Gibson. They give him a two-hour heads up, and she's like, I'm, "I can't get back from California to be to the press conference." Like, so you know that would if that happened to Ken, he would be a little perturbed. I yeah, feel like.
0: exactly. Um, all right. So, Ken, let's get into it. Um, I know you put out your notes column uh, today, and I wanted to start with Bo Bichette and Alex Bregman. Um, guys, we haven't spoken a ton about so far this offseason. So can you give us um, some light on what you wrote about and the realistic chance that those guys are not with their teams for spring training or Even also in the future, like, are there legitimate chances that these two guys are not um, lifetime Blue Jays and Astros?
3: Well, Scott, there certainly is a legitimate chance of that. And in fact, I would expect that neither will be a lifetime member of his team. Bregman has one year left on his deal. He's represented by Scott Boris. He's going to go to the open market. Most likely will get a really good contract. The Astros have shown over the years that they will let guys go. They let Correa go. They let Springer go. Bichette, a little bit different. He has an extra year on his deal, but again, they have not reached an extension with him. And that is kind of, in my view, what is driving some of these conversations now. There's a shortage of available quality position players on the market. Teams see that a Bregman is unsigned beyond this year, a Bo Bichette is unsigned beyond this year, and they at least inquire. Now, the question I have still is whether those inquiries are coming from the teams, or if the Blue Jays and Astros are involved as well. I hear mixed on that, especially with the Blue Jays and Bichette. But the bottom line is the Blue Jays cannot trade Bo Bichette and get the same kind of player in return, most likely. I mean, maybe you can. There's a world out there, I'm sure, where that exists, that kind of deal. But they're trying to win. They're trying to sign Shohei Otani from everything we've heard. And I don't know how that you make your team better for 2024 if you're without Bo Bichette. In fact, I'd like to see the trade that would make them better. That would be really intriguing. Bregman, it's the same thing. He is so valuable to that team offensively, defensively, leadership. They don't have an internal replacement. They don't really have anybody that could fill Alex Bregman's spot. So that one I have a harder time seeing happening because the Astros over the years, as I mentioned, they have picked out the guys that they want to extend. Jordan Alvarez, Bregman, his first contract, Altuve. And then they've let others go who they didn't want to extend or keep. So, to me, it seems like the Astros have one more run in them. They're not going to rebuild. After this year, it gets trickier because Altuve's up. I expect him to re-sign there. That's his team. Bregman, a little bit different. I expect him to go out in the open market. And then the year after that, you've got Frommer Valdez and Kyle Tucker, both eligible for free agency. So, the Astros are in an interesting spot here. And... We'll see how they handle it, but I'd be surprised if they traded Alex Bregman.
2: But don't they need to replenish their farm system, or do teams at this point want to go for a one-year all or nothing?
3: Well, they do need to replenish their farm system, Eric. There's no question about that. And Dana Brown, their general manager, is just completing his first year. He is a guy that really made Atlanta Strong with the draft, and he's done a great job in Toronto as well. So I expect with him at the helm that they're going to do some things in the draft, some positive things. Now, you could trade Bregman and replenish your farm system, but you've been to seven straight LCSs. You want to keep that going. And also, as you guys mentioned, Bregman is going to be $28.5 million this year. For a one-year guy, and this goes for Juan Soto, too. For a one-year guy, the return is simply not as great when you only have the one year of control. So that's problematic when you're talking about trades for Bregman and, yes, even for Soto.
1: Ken, I have a great idea. Trade Bichette for Bregman. Then we can start (laughs) over. That makes no sense.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make any sense, yeah.
1: What do you mean? You can move Bichette to third? Nah, 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 nah. You know, the no. Blue Jays need a third baseman because the Chapman's a free agent. I'm just saying.
3: <sighs> Good try, AJ. No.
0: We're playing fantasy baseball here. I mean, why not? It doesn't make sense. We're not. <laughs> uh, Ken, did you catch um, any of our conversation about Yamamoto? Um, and a little I also bit, yes. kind of, Okay. So, I also kind of brought the Mets into the conversation. And I remember – You had the article with Max Scherzer, right? When he was getting dealt and getting more context. Am I getting that right? It feels like a million years Mm -hmm. ago. So I was trying to make a case that I think the Mets, if they're going after someone like Yamamoto, that's not taking a step back. I know that it's a long-term deal if you're signing him, but spending 200-something million dollars on a pitcher, and then I would assume they probably would do something else too. That's not taking a step back, and I would make the case that they'll probably – Win more games in 2024, if that's the case, and maybe at least be a wild card contender. Where do you think they're at? And do you buy what I'm selling that at the time when they told Verlander and Scherzer that they're going to take a step back or whatever they phrased it, it was a little bit of sugarcoating to kind of get the result that they needed?
3: I'm not sure, Scott. I've certainly wondered that myself. If they gave that message to those two pitchers because they wanted those moves to happen, and they wanted to set themselves up better in their minds for the future. So were they ever fully intending to take a step back and not compete in 24? We're going to find out. We're going to find out by how they conduct themselves this offseason. But Yamamoto fits them in the other plan, in the 2025 and beyond plan, because he is so young. And he is a guy that would grow with them as they start to incorporate some of the young talent that they've acquired and are developing on their own. So it remains to be seen exactly how far Steve Cohen will go in this so-called step back. I don't believe he's going to go very far at all. In my view, they're going to spend, they may not spend like they spent the past two off seasons, okay, but they're going to do some things and they will be involved for Yamamoto. I would not be surprised if they were involved for Otani at some level. The problem for the Mets, and maybe it's not a problem at all because Steve Cohen is the owner. At the tax level they're at, they're basically paying double on any free agent contract that they agree to with the player. So for instance, if you give Otani 500 million, that's a billion. If you give Yamamoto 200 million, that's 400 million because the tax is, I believe one ten percent Maybe Cohen doesn't care. He's shown in many ways that he doesn't care about such things, but if I were him, I might care about that.
2: Yeah. I think at some point you have to care. Like, I mean, that's,
0: that's a lot of cheese. Going to Bob Nutting. Yes. I <laughs>
3: just going picking to, on
0: him, but it's going to the teams and revenue yeah, sharing, the, isn't
2: it? It's going to teams and it's going to the players in the sense of like the, whatever, the 401k stuff, the Vanguard. Is that what it stuff. does? I, some of it goes there. Some yeah. of it goes to teams. But anyway, that's where, the, that's where that is. So if they don't get those guys, where do the Mets pivot to in the sense that, oh, well, you know, if we don't get them. We told Scherzer, we told Verlander we weren't really doing anything. Do you see a scenario where they stay silent? Do you see a scenario where they go, okay, no, not at all?
3: No, they need starting pitching. And I expect that they're going to get at least one free agent starting pitcher, one of the better ones, actually. Maybe it's Jordan Montgomery. Maybe it's someone else. But I just cannot see them going to the point where they're saying – 2024 doesn't count. I never believed that, even when Scherzer let me know that day, that that's what they told him and that's why he agreed to go. They may not go as deeply into the heavy investments as they did before, but they're still going to be competitive. They're going to try. It's not the Oakland A's of recent vintage. They're going backwards. So while they're retrenching to some degree, or while they did retrench to some degree, it's with the idea of going forward and going forward quickly. So I don't know what the answer is there, and I don't know how it's going to play out, but they're one of the most fascinating teams for just the reasons you guys are bringing up here. What Verlander and Scherzer were told on deadline day or right before that, and where they go from here based on what we know so far.
1: I don't know if you saw what I said yesterday about the Yankees, but uh, I said Yamamoto. Yamamoto, Bellinger, and Soto all are great fits for the Yankees. Why can't they do it? And obviously, Soto, we're seeing in your article and other people, I've heard it too, that the the, the Padres almost have to trade Juan Soto. But again, why can't the Yankees do this? The Yankees, George Steinbrenner, have been like, write a check, write a check, and oh yeah, trade for him, trade everybody, right? It's obviously new Yankees. But why does Juan Soto have to be traded, and is he going to end up in New York?
3: Well, why he has to be traded, as I wrote today, basically just do the math. And the math for the Padres is that their payroll is going down. They took out a $50 million loan to meet their expenses at the end of last season, including player payroll, as we reported in The Athletic, and they're not going to be at 240 again. The numbers we've heard are closer to 200. So you're doing that, you're already at 189. Luxury tax, you're already over. You'd be over for the fourth straight year. Now, maybe they're going to do that, but Peter Seidler was the guy driving all this. And he was the one who was so passionate about bringing that World Series title to San Diego and making it happen. I don't know that the people who are succeeding him in the executive positions are as enthusiastic. They are most likely more mindful of the bottom line than Peter Seidler was. So from that perspective alone, keeping Soto at $33 million or whatever it's going to be in arbitration doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially when it's unlikely extremely unlikely. You're going to resign him. He's already turned down 440000000 million. You've got Tatis, Bogarts, Machado on the books, as well as Darvish for huge money. There has to be a limit, I am sure, even for the Padres. The other element to this, and this is as important an element as the financial part of it to me, their pitching is in shambles. And it's in shambles because they've had so many free agent defections. I'm talking not just about Snell, but about Waka, Lugo, Nick Martinez, and in the bullpen, Luis Garcia, and oh yes, the closer, Josh Hader. I added it up last night. It's like 700 innings combined. You've got to get pitching. Who is the one player on your roster who can get you some level of pitching? It's Juan Soto, and then you take the money you save by not paying him, and you spend it on some other pitching as well. That, to me, is the obvious choice for them, I'm not saying it's certain to happen but the way I phrased it in my story it's almost certain he will be traded. I strongly believe that. I don't think the White Sox
2: want Juan Soto, but they do have Dylan Cease and that's a pitcher that a lot of guys, a lot of teams want. Is the heavy interest is it the heavy interest from the White Sox wanting to trade him and getting a huge piece or is the heavy interest saying Man, we need pitching, Orioles need pitching, Reds need pitching. Pretty much everybody could use a Dylan Cease.
3: It's both ways, Eric, in my opinion. Obviously, those teams that you mentioned, plus a half dozen more at least, want Dylan Cease for two more years of control, recognize what he could be for their staff. And from the White Sox perspective, it's kind of a similar situation to the Padres in that you have a very attractive piece that people want. He can get you other things that you need. They need more good players, right? They need younger players. They need more athletic players. They need pitchers. They need everything. So you've got Cease. You can dangle him out there and see what the best price is, and then you just jump on that offer. Their general manager, Chris Getz, has made it clear. They are open for business, and that is the approach he should be taking, and it is the approach that I am sure we're going to see more of from him this offseason. We've already seen the one trade with Atlanta. Got him five players. I don't know that any of them will pan out, but if one or two of them do in that trade for Aaron Bummer, that trade's a win. You're trading a reliever. Guy at the most volatile position on your team, a good reliever, but he's still a reliever. So I expect they're going to be aggressive because they know and they've recognized now that they need to change some things.
0: Okay, Ken, let's finish with a guy that's not at this tippy top of the free agent or trade process, but that you wrote about because we're talking to him pretty soon. He's going to be in the studio, Lucas Giolito. Um, We are going to break the news to him that he will be signing with the Atlanta Braves uh, to be with his buddy, (laughs) Reynaldo Lopez. But do you have any other ideas? That's a lot. Because he's been playing with him since he was like a kid at this point in the minor leagues. They have traveled everywhere together. So are you going to break his heart and have another team step up with a bigger offer than Atlanta. I actually think there is a decent chance that maybe Atlanta misses out on some stars and goes after like a Giolito and, and someone else in that category to add up to that mark. And maybe one of them pans out or both for this season. What do you think?
3: First of all, I don't know that it would break Giolito's heart to be broken up with Ronaldo Lopez if he's getting a great deal somewhere else. And he's a really interesting free agent. And that's why I wrote about him. He is, Of the domestic free agent starting pitchers, the youngest one available who is not, Julio Urias, who is going to be suspended. Different story entirely. So he offers that. He also offers durability. Innings pitched. He's eighth since 2018. Eighth overall in innings pitched in the major leagues. That's a quality that we've seen rewarded so far in this offseason. And he also still is striking out guys. He struck out... I believe, had the 16th highest rate last year in the major leagues. Now, the problems are he led the majors or led the American League, I should say, in home runs allowed, 41. And he wasn't as good with Anaheim and Cleveland as he was with the White Sox. Now, I'd be interested to hear from Lucas if all that movement kind of screwed him up. It wouldn't be surprising to me if it did. He had a really crazy two months there at the end of the season. And he's a guy that, While he's not Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery or any of those guys, he is still someone that teams should value in a big way because of the durability, because of the innings, the strikeouts, the age, all that adds up well. And to a team that thinks it can fix pitchers, and there are a number of teams out there that believe that and can do that, I would think he'd be kind of intriguing. So I expect him to do okay and maybe better than you would think for a guy who allowed 41 homers last year, but... He has a lot to offer, and ultimately, some team is going to look at him and say, we'll take that guy. That guy might only be a number four, but we'll take him.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Good stuff. Ken, appreciate the time. Um, Back to reporting, and we'll look out for some trades and signings and all that, and we'll talk to you later this week. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Ken Rosenthal, FT Senior Insider, and the star, the lone star of Fair Territory with Ken Rosenthal, which... um, or not debuted, which dropped yesterday on YouTube, on wherever you get your pods, check it out. Usually about 30 minutes of all the best stuff from the week, um, his reports, and a lot more, obviously, to cover there if you want to listen to um, what he just talked about on Monday's show. Thank you, Ken. Um, Also, before we move on to the next topic, there's a few people that were asking follow-ups about the White Sox. So Justin said, will the White Sox sign Lucas Giolito again? Um, and Doc said the White Sox should trade Luis Robert Jr. Best way to do a complete rebuild, mm. not halfway. We
1: don't say that word in Chicago anymore. Rebuild? Because they just went through about four of them in a row. Right. My <laughs> got somebody, nowhere. Said,
2: somebody said they should trade Luis Robert earlier on this
1: Was it show. you? Oh, it was me. <laughs> it might have been and you. what did I say?
2: You said, not a chance, bro. Why?
1: Because there would be an – I said this. There would be an absolute – uproar Revolver. of the hundred of
2: hundred there's, of fans there's a there's lot, a lot there's, of fans there's a lot of white Sox fans I mean, I also <laughs> you, i mean there's not as many brewer fans you know white sox fans are our brewer fans but you know it's close
0: first of all rebuilds suck and it's called tanking yeah okay but that's the, what it should be but called, called tank doesn't want to do that Here, that's what i'm saying it's the, the division it sucks yeah, it's kind of like heimbloom Heim
1: compared to the rest of them it's kind of like heimbloom right when he went to the red sox it's, what was his first thing he had to do get rid of trade rid of mookie bet yeah so, Chris Getz is going to come in. He got Bummer, and he got some pieces for Bummer. He got five players for Bummer. Sure. That's great. You need depth. You need players. You need to hope all these guys work out, right? If you trade Robert and Cease, and you go into 24, and you're like, our starting rotation is Michael Kopek and – Some guys. Mm, yeah. And our center fielder is – yeah, and – our catcher is who, and our Paul Dejong, of course. Paul, Paul, I
0: mean. Well, they're still going to say that, though, if they trade Dylan Cease. Uh, but, like, okay, but here's the thing: I mean, if you're, you're looking do at that, like though, Soroka, you have to come Jared out and Schuster, say it's, their starting rotation is going to be like the Braves B squad from last year. The Braves, uh, <laughs> the Gwinnett Strippers.
1: <laughs> the but Strippers. They're going to have to. Uh, but but my, my thing is is like you don't want to be the GM. Now, if you were to come out a, right away. If you're Chris gets right when you get right when you get hired as the gym, you say, guess what, guys? Sorry, fans. I didn't like the way Rick and Kenny did it. We're blowing it up and we're going to start over. Right. (laughs) Five year plan. (laughs) Five year plan. Give me five years as the gym. Right. Stop it. Then then fans are like, okay, I can see this. Let's give this guy a chance. But his first thing he said is we're going to try and compete in 24. And then as time went, it's kind of changed a little bit to like we don't know really what we're going to do and blah, blah, blah. Like, but the White Sox fans—if you talk to them—are just sick of like, oh no, another rebuild, because they just went through one and they thought they got to 2020 and 2021, and they were they make the playoffs and they're climbing and they're like, oh, and then 22 hits and 23 hits, and we and I'll ask Lucas Giolito later when we see him, you know, what happened this year, right? Um, and I'll be fascinated to see his answer. But the White Sox—they don't want to hear that again. You can't tank. You can't. Again. You can't. You, you can't keep that. saying every four years, five years, oh, we're rebuilding again. Because fans eventually are like, gosh, why can't they ever just sustain it? It's like A's. The A's is like,
0: right? Pirates. And, it just, and again, just they're hard. in the central. It's it's the worst division in baseball. Hands down. Yeah, they should close? not. Tra-
1: for me, they have one, they have one guy, and he signed to a great contract, Luis Robert Jr. Team yes. friendly. You can't trade him.
0: He signed you for can't a while trade him. still. You
1: can't trade him. You can't. I don't care if you're doing a rebuild or not because he's a piece you can build the rest of the team around. You have to have somebody you're building the team around. Yeah, but you have to also look at value.
2: Who on the trade market has more value than Dylan Cease?
0: I'm not saying he's the best pitcher available. I think it's fine if they trade Cease. Cease and Robert, now you're tanking.
1: Yes, 100%. Cease, okay, fine. Cease has two years left, right, before he's a free agent, this year and next year, 24 and 25. You can get a lot. Now, I I said they should have traded them last year at the trade deadline and got everything they could. Okay, but they didn't. I don't know. So you it, just it's, leave. It's,
2: so you so you so you trade. My thing is you trade cease, and then you leave. Luis Robert a lone duck. Right, well, you still go, have Makata,
1: You have Eloy. You have Andrew Vaughn. That, that's kind of I don't know if Mankata is mainly in this group, but Vaughn Robert. Eloy, depending on what they decide to do with him, trade him or not. You got to have a – like the Cubs it's... had Rizzo, Bryant, right? They had Javi Baez. They had like their core of guys they brought up, and then they went out and supplemented it when they did theirs. The Astros had Altuve, Springer, Bregman, right, when they went out and, and then they, they went out yep. yeah, they went out and supplemented it with like Verlander and some other guys. You have to have a core. You can't just be like, we're going to trade everybody and hope we find a new core of players. It's just – it's so hard. Especially now with the anti-tanking, where you're not guaranteed the first pick, and I, I don't know, it, it, it just it, it's it's it would be a bad look. I I see it. why crowds would say it, but gosh, as a White Sox fan, it would suck.
2: Can't
0: do that.
1: It, you got to have somebody the fans can say. Yeah, okay. but isn't
2: it worse to be in the middle? Isn't it worse to They're be? They're not like... in
1: the middle. They're not going to be any good next year, anyways. I don't think unless they go out and sign a whole new team. So doesn't that? Okay, but they have they have a shortstop, Colson Montgomery, who's. Supposed to be really supposed good. Supposed to be top ten prospect in baseball. Do they have a catcher? They have a catcher they traded for they really like this year. Uh, the Angels deal. The Angels guy. Uh Queer, Kiro. Kiro
2: Kiro,
0: Kiro. Something like oh, that. Oh, Kiro? Kiro, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: I didn't realize he got traded there. He got yeah.
1: traded away. So they have so they have a shortstop and a catcher. And you have a center Jackie fielder. Then you have a center fielder who's Luis Robert. So there's your middle, right? You start in the middle. And then you gotta figure out obviously the pitching, but
0: I don't know. I, I feel Vaughn's not a bad player either. Vaughn's not a bad player. Like he's a, a, Vaughn's a, great he's player. a winning yeah. player. Yeah, He's a so big
1: league hitter. I'm just saying.
0: Ben and left? I know you played. Who would you rather trade,
1: Ben or Luis Robert?
0: Well, obviously, you you're not trading. But I'm saying, and also Ben could have could be a, a nice player for them next year. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not saying that they're going to make the playoffs next year. But I do think if they tank. And they're like, all right, we're selling you on 2028 20, now. We're trading Luis Robert, who has years of control yeah. left. I think he's a free agent after like 27 or 28. Like, no, I'm sorry. If you feel like that's the case in a couple of years again or something, okay. Or if the AL Central suddenly becomes a juggernaut division, sure. But I mean, we talked the other day about the Tigers signing Kenta Maeda, and they could be a sneaky playoff team. Like, it's not a lock that the Twins make the playoffs again. They're, they're losing some pretty big pitching, and they said they're cutting payroll. They're probably going to trade more pieces – from their team this year. They're not like a shoe-in to win that division. I mean, it's just that division is a muddled middle. I, I think that's important to keep in mind. Like the doing the whole the tank team. job like the White Sox just did for that in that division, or do you want to just try and like reload here and there? The the tanking is it's too much. Here, here, they already did
1: that. Here you go. Luis Roberts contract, right? 24, 12 and a half million. Reasonable. Nothing
0: for his value. 25,
1: 15 million. Then he has club options the next two years for 20 and 20. Those are already going to be picked up, unless, I mean, something just crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you basically got him for four more years. You just talked about the Mets who want to sign Yamamoto, not for 24, but for 25, 26. Again, you have to have a guy that's there that goes through it and and, and you can say, sell to people and be like, hey, come play with Luis Robert Jr., come play with Colson Montgomery. Will be good when his contract's over?
0: Now, well, hopefully in four years, dude, four years. Hopefully you can you don't turn it around be central. four years in the AL central. Yeah. If
1: you can't turn around
0: that fast, what? then.
2: So then they have to go out and spend. Yeah, of course yeah. they do. So now we're talking about a trading Dylan cease and then going to spend.
1: Not this year. They're not, they're not, we're not talking. We're, this is for the future. This isn't for just this year. Like we said about the Mets, the Mets told those guys 24, we're going to suck. Right. So if you go out These and sign Yamamoto, not gonna true, but yeah. they're not going to be awful. But if you go out and sign Yamamoto, you're signing them to let's say seven-year deal, they're not going to be bad for six years until the end of his contract. You're signing him because then you have Senga, right? You have Yamamoto. You got Diaz locked up as your closer. You got McNeil. You got Memo. You got Lindor locked up. You got Alvarez, the catcher there for a long time. I mean, depending on what you do with Pete Alonso, but again, this is, you have to build something. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to trade everybody and start over because then you're looking at you have to have something. And the teams that do it right, the tanking, and then the rebuild everyone looks at the Astros, obviously, but they had Correa, Altuve, Springer, Bregman
0: coming. And it was Shoot. also a long time ago at this point that True. they did that. But then the Cubs did it, right?
1: The but the Cubs it. had Rizzo, Bryant, Baez coming okay. through the system, right? Coming up. And then they go out and get Lester. They get Lackey. They you know, so you don't think you
2: could get you don't think you could get two of those four guys. In a trade for Luis Robert, Luis Robert, you're getting the world right now. You have four mm. years of control. Yeah. Thank you. Like it's you're, you're you can't tell me that the White Sox are going to compete in the next two seasons. They, they could. could. They, they could. could
1: in that
0: division. Dude, that
2: division I mean, of course, they, good. the Twins are still the best team in that division, and they're not old. They have an All Star shortstop. They have Julian came up as. A big league hitter. Yeah, I like the Twins. Like so, so that's what I'm saying.
1: I get it. They're they're not Luffy's, a juggernaut though. they are. Twins not pitching to be a question mark next year. But
2: they're to cutting me, payroll. To me, if you're not going to be a playoff team in 2025, the White Sox. How does that? How
1: how do you not? Well, you have to even entertain this year Luis Robert just to put butts in the seat. No, you have to. You have to see how this year goes. You can't just trade. You can't just trade him to trade him because it'd be like, oh, we're going to get four guys back. Well, here's the thing about prospects. They they don't all become stars. I mean, how many? Yeah, how are talking about how many he's getting. You're getting
2: almost surefire dudes. No, not all. Okay. I, I, just, I I just agreed. reviewed
0: Blake Snell's case, and I looked back at that trade, and it's funny because we always make the joke, if the Rays call you about a trade, hang up. <laughs> the um, Blake Snell trade did not work out for Tampa Bay. Look back at the trade. And it hasn't even been that long. Did not work out. And Snell had multiple years of control coming off what? It was the World Series. Wasn't it coming off the mm-hmm. World Series After in 2020? 2020, yeah. like high value. One of the stars, like Luis Patino, he's already moved on to another team. He's Look a White back Sox. at that trade. He's a White Sox. He's a White Sox. He's on the White Sox. So that's I'm speech. just saying. See? I don't know. It, to it, me, that's Trading that's is so hard far.
1: because you just don't know. You don't know in baseball with anybody because that's why, like, 50th round draft picks make it, right? Mike Piazza, sixth round pick.
2: We talk all the time about Mike Trout being in Anaheim and never making the playoffs. Are we wasting Luis Roberts years in Chicago?
1: I think, why is it not? I I think this, I think Luis Robert and the White Sox have an easier path to get to the playoffs because they're in a better division Hell yes, is much easier to fix it quickly. And once you're in, anything can happen. We've seen it for years now. Right. But the White Sox to me have an easier path to rebuild and, they also have the financial wherewithal if they want to turn it on to bring in players outside the organization, free agency, trades, whatever it is, because there's a they had a payroll of almost $200 million this year. It was a lot. It was in the top half of the league. They yeah. could go more if they want, but they're not jumping in. They're, they cannot afford any
2: starting pitchers in the free agent market because they don't pay anybody over 100. million. That's not $100. true. They, they could, gonna... they just
0: don't. That's why that's I, what I'm think,
2: saying, but they don't like you. Can't just be like, okay, well, we're gonna keep Luis Robert, and then we're gonna find, we're gonna get Jordan Montgomery, and pay our first ever hundred million dollar contract to a guy that's gonna get to me. I think Monty's gonna get one hundred and eighty million.
0: Yeah, they're not, they're not at the top of the market, but they're gonna be potentially if they trade Cease in that mid range, and even if they don't, I mean, they'll probably, they might look at a. a I don't Marcus know, you Roman. Bring them across town. You think Stroman's getting a hundred plus mil? I, I don't know. Haven't looked into. I I, I, I don't think so. But I don't think he is. I mean, I that's, just probably a, that's just a gut reaction. Three years, seventy five, is my guess. Something like that. You might look at a Paxton, obviously injury concern. A Severino, a Waka, a Seth Lugo. None of those guys are getting hundred million dollar plus. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of guys still, and that's why you know one of the fans here asked about Giolito. So just throwing it out there. It's good stuff. All right, so. Before we get to conversations um, with Josiah Gray and Lucas Giolito coming up, they will be here in Mandalay Bay in Vegas with us sitting next to Kratz because he's wearing the most cologne today. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's hard to beat you in that. I I do want to get to a topic that for this show I feel like is relevant and we need to like peel back some layers. Okay. So let's show some money moves. Different kind of money move segment today. Bob Nightingale putting this tweet out, and I'll also give you some more context from Ken Rosenthal about playoff share money. So the Rangers championship share, 61 full shares, was um, a little over a half a million dollars per person. The Diamondbacks NL pennant share, they gave out 71 full shares, was a little over 300K. Both teams were generous knowing this is life-changing money for the tireless clubhouse employees. And support staff and if you're unaware of how this works it comes out after the world series they figure out what the money is from the gates from the playoffs not for the games only for the games that you're guaranteed
1: only the first four games
0: first four games first in, three, in a yes. seven game or first three um, in the wild card it's the first two if that makes sense because you can't pay people based off games that are later on in a series because then it could alter the integrity of the game because people would be like let's play a longer series so we make more money because someone has asked that before they're like they should pay them for game six and seven i'm like no i'm I'm against that part. That does not make sense. But. You know
2: who gets that money, though?
0: League owners, teams. Let's go. Rob yes. Amper. But anyway, th- this is an important thing. It gets talked about in baseball a lot. And obviously on this show, we can really dive in. Um, just one more thing before we do that, because Ken Rosenthal wrote quite a bit about it as well. Um, and I thought he had some interesting points about uh, Evan Longoria being on the Diamondbacks. And he was one of the guys leading the charge in the meeting, being like, listen, we can change people's lives apparently you know who was one of the best back in the day Ricky Henderson would would tell guys for his playoff teams in the clubhouse like screw that it's like you could give it to you know this guy and change his life like the, the players that are on the team for the year they get the playoff shares they're in right the a awesome. conversation if, if, if
1: you're on the roster for a certain amount of time you automatically get a full share so that's the, the, the people you know get a full share
0: even if you're injured
1: you're on the roster the, it's so hard though in these meetings because you forget people and you're just there's so many people that help you during a year, and then you feel terrible. And I've said in these these meetings get heated because there are people that are like, Oh, let's give Scott Ron a full share, and then there's somebody else like what the fuck did Scott Ron, you know, what did he do? And then you get players arguing over who should get what, and you can give cash grants, you give half shares, you can give quarter shares, you can give eighth of a share, you can give five hundred bucks, you can give you know it gets it gets it's 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 one of the best worst meetings as a as a player when you get like oh we're gonna have a shares meeting when you know you're in the playoffs and everyone's like oh no because it always leads to some infighting and then you forget somebody and these meetings happen when before the playoffs they start, happen right two to three days before the season it, ends yeah i Which, mean unless you're a team that you know like you have like a 10 like you're the Braves this year. You're like, okay, we're making the playoffs, guys. Yeah. Because all the teams that make the playoffs get a share. It just slowly goes down. It's not just the World Series teams. So – but you get that – gosh, you have your guy come in, whoever, like your main clubhouse guy is. And you're like, okay, share's meeting. And you're like, oh, gosh. What? And then just oh, – you're like, okay. it, it could, it could Because it's great. You're like, oh, I'm going to get extra money, and these people are going to get money. But then you're like, okay, we have 12 clubhouse guys, right? And say – random number 12 10 let's say 10 and you're like okay do we give all 10 of these guys full shares do we only give the guys that travel a full share do you because you can also say like hey there's five five guys that work on the home side and five guys that work on the visiting side you can be like i will give our head guy one and then you're like why am i giving the visiting clubhouse guy a full share he's helping the other team you know and then you got guys that argue it's 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 just and every team is different, and every team has their guys who stand up and say whatever, but gosh, it is it is a tough meeting.
2: I've seen so many sides of it, and the whole time you're talking, I'm like, oh, man, I remember when this – oh, man. And then that happened. Oh, shoot. I can't, like, we had a guy one time, and I'm really going to be vague so I don't put the team out there because, like this tweet said, it is life-changing money. It was life-changing money for me because every year I'm on the minimum – contract maybe a little bit extra you know later on in my career you make the playoffs this cut this this is six figures for a month of playing now guys who are making 10 12 15 million dollars a year they're like eh, it's not that much but it's some cool chump change that i'm gonna buy a lamborghini with if we win you know like st- stuff like that so it is life-changing money and seeing people react seeing People come up to us in spring training, seeing people text videos, like saying, thank you so much for voting me a share. I had no idea you guys were going to vote me a half a share. I just got $100,000 for, I know you guys lost the World Series. I wanted to win the World Series, bad, but they just got $100,000. That's life-changing money. And when these these meetings happen, I've seen meetings where, they're like, no, unless you have dirt in your cleats, you're not getting jack. And that, it, to me, that's hurtful because I was constantly like, yes, I'm still getting a full share. So it's not on me, but it's the people that are your support staff that you need to take care of. If you don't, you're so arrogant to think that you, you did this all on your own. And it also brings up in my mind, there was a team that I played for and they had a lot of teams have them the guy who finds tips for hitters, for pitchers. And so hitters were like, dude, this guy's awesome. This guy and this guy really helped with this. Full share. A pitcher stood up, a relief pitcher stood up and goes, who the heck is that? They're like, oh, you know, the guy that's over there by the, he's always in in that place. And they're like, I never knew who he was. He never says anything to me. So you go a whole season. A guy was on the team the whole season, and he doesn't know who this support staff is. Like, he's like, I don't want to give him a half a share. Like, what about if it's a pitcher? What about the bullpen catcher? He should get a full share. Like, okay, well, he's already getting a full share. Well, what about the massage therapist? And then somebody's like, I don't use a the massage therapist. Why would I want to give up? a So the greed really, really pisses me off. But I, but you also can't sit here and go oh well the Rangers must have been more greedy than the than the than the Diamondbacks because they only gave sixty one and the Diamondbacks gave seventy one that's not that's how, how it works is. no yeah. some yeah. teams have different staff and everything yeah, and that's my last people, point
1: people do different things I remember in 05, we forgot our advanced scout and so Ugh. we come to spring training and we're like oh, oh, you forgot and that makes my dude there's sweat. so you many told me that. so you're you're literally okay so it was Canerco when we did it in 05. And Conerco calls the meeting. We're all in there. And, he, 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 and you literally get a list of the players who were full shared. And then you write in names of yeah. people that should get them. And you start writing and you start writing. And then you get down to like, you're like 70 people in. You're always going to forget somebody. So our security friends, guard. Yeah. Our, so our advanced Hunter scout, commerce. we come to spring training and he's like, man, you know, I didn't get a share from you guys. So we literally, a bunch of us wrote checks to him. And we're, I, like I, a bunch like 10 of us got together and wrote him a check i mean it didn't equate to a full share but we all were like hey let's chip in a certain amount and got him you know a nice hey here's a nice sorry we fucked up like we fucked like we fucked this one up i'm sorry here great. we handed him an envelope full of two here's you know whatever i forget i don't even remember what the number was but here's checks go sorry we, we messed up and he was so That's happy awesome. but you know there's always a thing where you. You You try not to, but you can't there's so many people. So many people that do so many things. You just can't always remember everybody and it sucks.
0: Okay, ready? I'm gonna blow your mind. So (laughs) you're you're telling me that the biggest time of the year, playoff time, is coming up, and you you're forcing a bunch of players into a room to get in heated debates right when you want your flow and your chemistry. Hold up, hold up to be at its finest. You are debating about how much money should go to Team employees, they're not union members, team employees. This smells to me like something that should be done on the team side and figured out. Like, this is your job. This is what you get in a playoff share. Like, that goes in your contractor. No. I know they don't do that with a lot of people now. Why is this on the players? Because this is the player's share of the pot. Okay. So what so- they do is
1: they take the revenue from the first four games and they split it, and that goes into the of seven-game series, and it goes into a pot. And they split it, and this is the players' shares because the players don't get paid in the postseason. I understand. So this is basically your paycheck for the postseason.
0: But it's not as if like we found this like on you know some ancient grounds like this is how it must be yeah, done. Yeah, we
1: don't. The players don't want the team picking who gets the money. You see what I'm saying? Because let's say you have Why a guy. That let's say you have a September though. call-up guy that's there for. There was a guy like that was there for a week someone gets hurt and he comes up for a relief pitcher for a week.
0: The Diamondbacks just did this. Anyone that was on the playoff roster even if they were yeah, barely on the team. If you're on the, on the playoff team, roster you always get a full share. Jordan shirt. Lawler, guys that, you know, barely played. They usually do it quarter share, quarter
2: share, quarter share. So farther you make it. Okay. So Jordan Lawler would have gotten a quarter share for the time he was in the Big League's for the regular season. Then he gets a quarter share for being on the wild card roster. Another quarter share for being on the NLDS,
0: right. And then Many another
2: teams. quarter share for NLCS. Then he's fully. fully okay. Rested.
0: So I'm just saying like players, that's one thing. Figure that out with players. Okay. Team staff this is put my, in a different category. This is not hard, something man. set in stone. It's not hard. They make plenty of fucking money. Wh- whether they have to both come, come together and say, Hey, like this is how we split it. So let's put, you know, 5% aside the and we figure don't that don't out with the our team. employees.
1: The don't trust the players don't trust the owners.
0: That's their teams.
1: That's why it's on the players. Okay. Okay. That's why, because the players want asking. it that way. Also, the players want to be able to have the final say. And it's why it's in the CBA is because the players want to have the say to the, because, because a team could say, well, I'm going to give my general manager a full share bonus for putting the team together. Well, f- and as players, we could be like, well, we all hate the GM. We don't, we're not giving it. He makes enough money. We don't need to give it to him. We'd rather give the full share to, you know, the third clubhouse guy that washes my jock every night, like he deserves way more. The general manager's making three or four million. That guy's making forty thousand. I can give him five hundred grand. That's 10 years of salary that he just made in one life changing. Yeah, it changes the whole trajectory. And a lot of these kids are young. I remember when like when we won in 05, we had kids that were in college. We had that were like struggling in college. And we give them, you know, our shares weren't this big at the time, but like you give them a half share. It's like a hundred grand. They're like
0: and how much Holy do you think shit. they're making to do a full time job with the team? Thirty grand. Twenty five. At that 25. time, 25, yeah. 30 grand. Yeah, a full time basketball Yeah,
2: doing now. Now, tips is where. That's the other part, man. You just keep bringing up so many, so many thoughts Juicy. in my mind. But what you're saying, Scott, and this is where this is my gripe, is teams are now going to because staffs are ginormous. They're going to some of these analytic guys that they're putting on the field and they're saying, I know you could probably get a hundred and fifty, $200,000 job, but do you want to come and coach in the big leagues? Do you want to come and be part of our staff in the big leagues? Well, yeah. Well, okay, we can only pay you $80,000. We can only pay you $90,000. It's like, well, wait, 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 why am I going to take a sixty dollars to $100,000 pay cut just to come and be a coach in the big leagues? And they're like, Cause we're going to make the playoffs and you get a playoff share.
0: The Astros can do that every year.
2: Wait a minute. Why do the Astros, we just talked about the fact that this is the player's money. Why do the Astros hire people based on the fact that, Oh, the players are going to give you a share all of a sudden players. And I heard this in a meeting too. Players are like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Why are we giving this guy a share? I know he helped us, but he has, you know, cause you get to know these guys. He got he took a pay cut to come to this team. He took a pay cut to come to this team and was given the assurance that you're making the playoffs. No. Like that's not to me that's not fair. And I don't know how to fix it, but you can't sit there and give away like hey, I want you to come over here and join join this team because but you don't know they're going to make
0: the playoffs. They could have a bomb season. And so that is good. a
2: risk. That's but a risk. That's at, like
0: buying a stock. <laughs> like,
2: hey. it's like going, okay. The Astros want to hire you. Astros want to hire you. And they're like, okay, we've made the playoffs. We've won however many times. Let's go. Let's, we're going to give you $60,000, but you know what the playoff share was last year in the ALCS. It was a hundred thousand. So you're going to make way more than you're making in your job. Now mm-hmm. that's All not right. fair.
0: <sighs> That's interesting. So, we could spend an hour on that. We and do have some really greedy dudes. We do have guests. Yeah, they're greedy dudes. True. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the BetMGM sportsbook app of at least 10 bucks, and you'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Gotta use the bonus code foul 200 foul 200 Gambling problem or concern, call 1 800 GAMBLER. Tomorrow, We are still in Vegas at the BetMGM Sportsbook here at Mandalay Bay with the flashy graphic that you're looking at if you're watching right now and not just listening to the pod. Wednesday, November 29th, 1 o'clock Eastern time. Same time that we do shows. be on Stadium and we'll be on Foul Territory YouTube channel for hour two. So we are in Vegas to announce some news that's already been announced, but we'll do it again because we'll announce it in a different way. For spring training, the Brewers are going to play the A's at Las Vegas Ballpark on March 8th and 9th as part of, quote, 2024 Big League Weekend split squad games. So home games against the A's. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot. Why is it hot? Why are we talking about exhibition games in a hot corner segment? Because the A's are playing in Vegas. That's a thing. And actually, didn't you read a little article yeah, today? about
1: have, uh, indip- or independent league they have now the Oakland B's, the ballers. Are going to play there, so everyone's going to have in? baseball. It's not going to be a big leagues. They're huh? going to play the Coliseum. I don't know where they're going to play, but still, Pioneer cool. League. Pioneer I mean, League. Did you ever get to boss. play in that Pioneer big, League? We did the, No, the, the the Big League Weekend. They didn't call it the Big League Weekend. <laughs> we did it a couple times. One time we came. One time we played the Cubs. We flew on the same plane from Phoenix and flew up here, and then we flew back together. Was it, it fun? It was kind of awkward. It was weird in Vegas. Did you guys yeah. play cards yeah. against each other? A channel? bunch of times here in spring training. No, we were all just more. I mean, it's not that long. It's like a forty-minute flight. So we're just BSing with each other. Yeah, but it was it was true. yeah. We did it. I did it three or four times
2: at like, the old stadium. Yeah, with the big high wall and everything. Yeah. yeah. Only thing I remember there, like I ne- I never played there. I never played. No, at Aussie, stadium.
1: Aussie. We would come in the night before, and Aussie would say you're either playing the first game or the second game, right? So that way I knew what I, which night was the night out in the town. They the always go, would go all check out. things out. Yeah, go see you know a show things. or whatever things. It was usually day games, which was nice. And then there's one game I wouldn't play. So it was like, didn't have to really get excited.
0: Yeah, never did it. It was fun. Do you think that Vegas fans are excited? Didn't you promise us you were going to talk to Vegas people out here?
1: You didn't even give me a handheld microphone. I tell you what, while you guys are at that party thing tonight, I'll go do that. I'll be a man on the town while you guys are at the Man thing. on
0: the street segment? While you guys are in the party. That's what you'll we'll do. it. Do it. Can you ask in. some people? You're going to the sphere today, right? Allegedly. Okay. Can you ask allegedly? Can you ask people there? He doesn't want to get bombarded. Yeah, I don't. Want You're going to gonna be I okay. Want people to show up. I didn't say what time. Can you ask people there if they're excited about I mean, stealing can, the A's? Can I have Jesse John come Fisher? with me
1: and he can be my camera guy and he can sit outside during the show? Yeah, maybe. Sure. Allegedly.
0: That's like really inside allegedly. FT talk, but okay. People don't know who Jesse is.
1: He's one of our interns.
2: The yeah. sphere isn't far from where the stadium's going to be built. Hey, when you come to the sphere the next time. Would it be awesome to be able to see a baseball game right over there? There's not a lot going on here in town. I want to see this thing. I want to see this fierce thing. You want to? I
1: want to see this fierce thing. Well, yeah, but
2: probably people want to see that more than they want to see a baseball game. Uh, in right now, they do. Big league weekend. Big Minor league Weekend's
0: fun. Exactly. Let's finish strong here.
2: AJ's a napper. Oh, can't wait for my napper.
0: Some people have just been in the chat today just calling for us to drag the Mariners. <laughs> I, don't know. I, th- I think there's just angry Mariners fans about what's going on. So, Angry well, FT Mariner fans? FT Mariner fans. We we cover that a lot. Also, oh, by the oh, way. We have a
2: good Yeah, we have a good say. That's a good lead-in.
0: Cal Raleigh is going to be one of our guests tomorrow. So we'll ask him about their mm-hmm. Shohei Otani non-pursuit, the loss of his teammate, um, to the Diamondbacks, Eugenio Suarez. I bet you they're not going to re-sign Teoscar Hernandez either. He's going to hit free agency. Their big thing now is, 54%. I think, they're going to sign 54%, 54% of the
1: free agents they need to.
0: And they don't want swing and miss guys, right? They struck out too much. Now they're like, oh, Suarez led the AL and K's. He gone. He gone. It's a complete shift. No more strikeouts. Yeah. So They're going to go from the Mariners to like maybe the Guardians offense? I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see what goes down there. And Cal Raleigh's not. Cal Riley's gonna hit some dingers. Cal Raleigh is a star, but he's a star. They need to get some help for your boy.
1: One he's game. also according to Scott, not the four hole hitter. Cal? You said it. I didn't.
2: Cal
0: doesn't want to be the four hole hitter. That's what I said. He wants help on his team. So he can be like the six. Hitter. We'll ask him tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Ask see if him. it gets him. See if he wants to leave the show because you're being mean to him. Not he doesn't want to be a four hitter. That's
0: AJ slander. Classic AJ slander. That right was that slander. You Whatever. said it. What, what do you got on your head? The Copa Cabres. You're coming in strong in like
1: Vegas. Vegas. Holy Vegas shit.
2: This Vegas hat. I don't even know if I. I don't even know if I can wear this out in Vegas. It might get stolen. The what, what, what is that? Exactly. You need to look it up. The Copa. Diversion Series. Well, I know that, but what's, which one
1: team is that? The Scranton Rail Riders. Oh. If I would have flipped a coin, it would have been that or the... Uh, what's the other one you always wear? Oh, Columbus Clippers. One? Columbus Clippers? Or Scranton one? Wilkes-Barre We well, already said Riders. that. So, the Scranton. Iron Pigs. That, there you go. Which there one's go. the
2: Iron Pigs? The Iron Pigs is the Mamoanas. No, which... Iron Pigs are not Scranton Wilkes-Barre? No, Iron Pigs are Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Phillies. Scranton Wilkes-Barre is... The Yankees. Columbus is the Cleveland Guardians.
1: So, yeah, some of us skipped that league.
0: Some of us didn't and played a lot in that league. We'll see you tonight, 10 o'clock Eastern time. If you're up late on the East Coast for the Players Party, tons of current player guests. And then tomorrow, FT Live, regular time, Cal right, Raleigh, time? Brent Suter, Will Benson. 10?
1: I thought it was 7. 10 10 o'clock Eastern. Eastern. Oh,
0: Oh my gosh. Read your emails one time. We'll see you tonight. It's
1: like you don't even listen to me anymore.
0: (laughs) Hey, get in on the action with the FT fam at BetMGM. New customers use the bonus code FOUL, F-O-U-L. For a $1,500 first bet offer, download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. If that bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Gambling problem or concern? Call one 800 gambler